0: morning everybody Well hopefully everybody had a great week with uh, fourth and some time off maybe fireworks there was some uh, man-made ones and there were some god made ones this week so well so got to give you a little background about a month ago I guess it was pastor asked um, the board, who would be willing to share coming up on this uh, this week, the 7th? And we're all like, um, yeah, we, yeah, we could. We're kind of looking at each other like, so who's going to actually do it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a little while since I've prepared a message and done a message. I was talking to Barb and we were like, it's probably been 10 or 15 years ago. And we did something together. Uh, down at Resurrection Fellowship in Loveland. So I had her beside me as a crutch. You know, she had a mic, I had a mic, and we were kind of going back and forth. We were doing a couple's thing. And uh, so when Pastor said, hey, I'm going to be out of town, um, or they were thinking about going out of town at the time, and uh, as I don't know if all of you know, birthday, 4th of July, I mean, um, and they go celebrate basically with his dad. So I guess they all have, I don't know if it's the same day or it's like close, but anyway. A tradition that they have is to celebrate their birthdays together. So that was the whole reason that they were going. But after the accident, the week or whatever, it was a couple of weeks before, he was like, I don't know if we're going to go. And I'm like, no, no, you need to go. This is something you guys have done as a family for, you know, years. And uh, so encouraged him to go ahead and go and thankfully he made it there okay and now we're going to pray him home safe but um, so the thing that the Lord kept when it, when I was I knew for sure that I was going to be the one speaking today that the Lord kept talking to me about something specific and I was like the word legacy was the thing that kept coming to mind and so I got out the old search on you know, the Bible and was like, okay, and typed in legacy and absolutely nothing came up. I went, all right, Lord, what the heck? You know, I don't know what, so I went ahead and went in and looked up the definition just in a regular, you know, dictionary, and it says legacy, heritage, inheritance, or inherit, that all those words were the same. And I actually went to the Greek, and it's the same word. So I typed in one of those, and I went, and there's like 20, 40, 50, 100 different scriptures that talk about heritage, inheritance, or inherit. And so what do those things have in common? And what do these words mean to you? So think about that a second. And we're going to pray. Father, today, I just thank you for this opportunity to be here. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would just fall fresh on me and all of us here. And Lord, for what you would have to say to us today. We just give you thanks, and Lord, it's in your name. Amen. So I was thinking back, and I was like, what's the first remembrance that I had of inheritance or inherit? I was trying to come up with a, you know, an example. and So I'm going to kind of use some stories that I remember. So I was probably around 10 years old or so. And at the time, my folks had divorced, and, and so we spent a lot of time on the farm in the summertime with my dad, up in the Texas Panhandle. And that was our summers. And my grandmother always would talk about the history of the family, the Hawk family. You know, it was in that area, um, my grandfather had basically settled there, um, two, 3,000 acres, something like that. and in the early 1900s and how they had survived the dust storms. Back then the dust storms would roll through and if any of you know the history even southern and south, southeastern Colorado, that's kind of where they started and in New Mexico and they'd roll through the Texas Panhandle and go into Oklahoma and just the what all they went through um, the lands were mostly pasture lands but as they started breaking up that pasture land to farm it would turn the dirt up and they didn't know the things they know today about how you had to how to do that and that was actually increasing the, when the wind blew because the wind always blew 20-30 <laughs> miles an hour that the dust would roll like you see these things that we see on the news now and most of the time it's down in Arizona but the wall of dust that would come in and You could close your house up, and it didn't matter. It was just like you were going to be covered in dirt. Um, So they talk about how they lived through these different things, and she talked about how someday that land, that farm, would be passed on to my dad. And then she'd say, and eventually, it'll be passed on to you and your brothers. And I remember being so excited as a kid, I'm like, I'm going to have a piece of this farm. It's going to be mine. And so that was kind of my first, what it meant to maybe inherit something. Um, life happens, things have changed, uh, the, the farm has long since been sold. But I still remembered okay, that's kind of what it meant to inherit something. So the definition that I came up with just just out of the dictionary was to receive money, property, a title as an heir at the death of the previous owner. Um, Another another version of inherit is to derive a quality, a characteristic, or predisposition. So genetically, one's parents or ancestors you inherited maybe certain uh, traits, your look, you know this right here. There's nothing here. Got that from my dad, wherever he's at. My kids both have the same thing. <laughs> it's there. It's inherit. Uh, it's inherited. Um, to receive or to be left with is a certain situation. Uh, from a, uh, a predecessor or a former owner. So there's lots of different versions of that, but basically you come in possession of something from someone else, is to inherit. And I think it's cool when I was listening to John today, too, talking about um, some of the different things that he was mentioning and the songs we sang and stuff like that, and... It's like, this really ties into a lot of things that we did today. And you'll see, I'll try to bring this all around here towards the end. But one of the things that, as I think back different times in my life, I think of how the meanings have changed. So not so much the definition itself, but how, for me, as I went through different parts of my life, The importance and how things changed. So I'm going to give some examples as we go through. But I'm going to start with Proverbs. And I didn't do slides um, partly because as I was working through this it kept changing. And even up until as late as yesterday there were some different things that were being added and taken out. So you guys will have to bear with me. You'll have to get out your actual Bible or your app. Um So Proverbs 19.14 is the first one that I'm going to read. So houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Prudent means acting or showing care and thought for the future. So this is kind of the first step from my perspective anyway was getting married so when I got married to my beautiful bride, Barbara, 42 years ago, this next August, so a month from now, it's 42 years, all I remember wanting to do was to be able to provide for her and I, um, do whatever I could to make her happy. We are very young. Um, got married when we were 20 and 19. And it wasn't so much about the things, although when I think back, sometimes, it was probably more me thinking that, it was. It was about, you know, I wanted to have a nice car. if we both had old cars, then we both they, they got us through. Um, but I wanted to have, you know, a nice house. Well, we started out in an apartment. Down in uh, Glendale, and uh, it was great first apartment. But within six months, roughly of that, when we moved in there, found out what we were expecting. It's um, so a number one son, and so this apartment was an adults only. So we're like, okay, we're not going to be able to stay here very much longer. So we started looking around. Okay. So the next thing that kind of came up here is Psalms 127.3. And it fits right into this. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Offspring, a reward from Him. And just the impact that had on me when I found out we're going to have a baby. And that changed everything again. As far as it wasn't just me wanting to make sure Everything I did really for her now was expanding in a whole other direction that I had no idea (laughs) what that was going to be like. And so heritage, when I looked that up, there were only a few scriptures, but it talked kind of the same thing about property um, that may be inherited or inheritance but the thing that I thought was interesting is that's where I saw that the, the words heritage, legacy, inheritance, a birthright, an endowment, an estate. All these things really mean the same thing. So again I was thinking, okay, I want to create a heritage for my wife and for my kids. So how do I do that? And what does that mean? Okay. And it even refers to, you know, or it lists in the regular dictionary Christians and the ancient Israelites and seen as God's chosen people. I mean, they just even recognize it that way that there's a heritage there, there's a, an inheritance there. So, something else that ties into the heritage part goes back to Isaiah 54, 17, where God says, No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. So there were some specific things about around heritage that I was like, okay, this is, this is really cool. So... Now, how does that tie into the inheritance? How does that tie, tie into the legacy and the, different, the other things? That, um, so kind of continuing this story, we had to move out of the apartment. So at the time, trying to figure out how do I get a, either a different apartment or a home, and for us, just the timing and based on our income and stuff, we moved into a brand new trailer house. (laughs) And I love it. Um, We thought, okay, we have arrived. we got a brand new trailer house, 14 foot wide, 70 feet long. This thing is huge. And thinking back, I'm like, okay. It was one of those stepping stones. And I was great with it. The uh, the rent space thing that you had to pay kept going up, up, going up every month or every six months or something like that. So we weren't in there very long, and I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> and plus, they were telling me what I had to do with the the property. It wasn't that big, but it's like you have to, you know, you have to have a certain setup, and and so I was like, okay, I'm not sure I'm going to stay there. But anyway, we were newlyweds, we were in love in love with our life, and and Nathan was born uh, that October, and within a few years, Brian came along about four years later. So things kind of happened quickly from that. We, about a year and a half into it, there was a couple that was in our church at the time that they were in the position where they wanted to move from an apartment into something. So we we sold them the trailer house, we were looking at a house up in Arvada, and my folks helped us get into that. They put a down payment, and we were just renting from them just to get into a little bit bigger place. And I look back and go, those are just the blessings of the Lord, providing, you know, for the different steps until we could totally afford to do that. Well, had some job changes. Some income was was better. So within about three months, I was telling my folks, I want to buy this. Is that okay? And they're like, Sure. So we bought the house and at the time I think we'd, I, I was in a business of my own, um, but I was looking back now and thinking how the shift kind of had changed to, I was thinking more about my kids. Definitely my wife still, but the kids were like, everything, anything that they were involved in as they got a little bit older. I knew that I had an additional responsibility to raise them and to, how do I communicate to a two-year-old or a four-year-old about the Lord? And I mean, all I could do is make sure they were going to Sunday school and doing some of the different things. But, but I wanted more than anything for them to know Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior because I knew that ultimately that's what had to happen. It wasn't anything I could do for them. It wasn't anything that anybody else could do for them. So as the kids got a little bit older and they got into the nursery, well, guess what? We were in the nursery. So we were helping there. And then when they got up to, Nathan was, I think, five or so. We had a program called Royal Rangers. Some of you will remember that or know about it. And so I became a Royal Ranger commander for the little guys, um, the five-year-olds, six-year-olds. And when I get involved in something, I tend to sometimes get stuck in that. So I did that for ten years. So those guys, both Ryan and Nathan, went through that group up to the next group, so straight arrows, buckaroos, um, pioneers, and so on. And they were already up in pioneers, I think, Ryan was, when I finally was like, okay, Nathan's going into youth group next year. And so we were talking, well, you guessed it. We became youth group sponsor parents. <laughs> probably more to the, uh, <laughs> we, were, we were involved in their lives way more than they probably wanted us to be. Because as sponsors, anytime we went anywhere, like, we'd go on ski trips or camps with the kids. Well, we were one of the ones, as couples, that were going to those things as well. So, to kind of keep an eye on them, but also to keep an eye on the other kids. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. They might wish I would have traded it, but no, it was all good. So, the kids continue to grow. Before we knew it, they're headed off to college. and four years, roughly. Um, Nathan took a little sidestep there with, they ended up, he and Marissa had Teelan about two years into the college. And so they came home. And there was a point that it was like, all right, you need to finish school. Whether well, that means you've got to go back to Seattle because he was going to Northwest College up there. Or you want to stay here and go. And he decided, No, we're going to go back to Seattle and get it, you know, go to school and get his degree. And then by that time, Ryan was starting school, college, and he went out to John Brown University, which turned out was really close to where my dad lived within about a half hour. And I don't know that that was really planned, but I think that was a God plan because he was there close to family so that when we couldn't be there, there was at least somebody else that was close. Um... But the fact that Nathan then had, you know, already had Tealyn, and Micah was like a year later, and so we were looking at, okay, now there's a whole other shift in our thinking, because not only do our kids mean a lot, and we need to make sure that they know where they're, where they're at. With the Lord, but now they have they have kids. Grandkids. That word was really hard to say at around 40. So when do we get old enough to have grandkids? (laughs) So the focus then also changed to okay, how do we spend time with the grandkids? And also make sure that at some point they learn about Jesus and that they understand for themselves that they have to have a personal relationship and understand that, you know, he has to forgive their sins. That their parents can't do it. I'm a grandparent. I can't do it. I would if I could, but I can't. So this kind of goes then into the whole... Legacy and the the meaning with that, um, and it ties all back into this other stuff. It means something that typically it's it 's money or property left to somebody in a will but i 'd also heard um, that word before, so it took me back to my grandmother on my mom 's side and Not to go through whole my whole testimony, but I actually came to the Lord when I was seventeen. Just after well, actually I was turning eighteen. But one of the first people that I called after I accepted the Lord was my grandmother on my mom's side. And she told me she'd been praying for me for you know, since I was a toddler, you know, a little bit. And I remember, and it, and it really wasn't something that I remembered until she. We, we did a big celebration for her 90th birthday back in 2001. Okay, out in Kansas, had the whole family there, and we were talking about the legacy that she was leaving all of us as her. Her kids, my, my mom and aunts and uncles and, and my cousins and everybody. And the legacy she was leaving and the heritage that she was passing on to her kids and grandkids. And it was kind of an interesting... I called my mom last night because I was like... I didn't remember what year it was that she when she passed away. And she said, well, it was later that year. She turned 90 in February. And it was in, like, September... And I didn't remember this and didn't tie it together, but my mom said that my, my grandmother had fallen. What she did, She'd had a stroke, and she had fallen. Well, she broke her hip. But it was on September 10th, 2001. And you guys all remember September 11th. My mom flew out to Kansas on September 10th. And then she said, when September 11 happened, just was like, a, what is going on, you know? And I remember how we live up near the airport up here. It used to be Jeff Field, and now it's Rocky Mountain. But I remember no planes, total silence, except for the fighter jets that were flying in and out of there. And just the whole feel. And my mom said that my grandmother couldn't speak because she had the stroke, but her two brothers and her would just take take turns, you know, sitting around the clock. So the three of them would break up in roughly eight hours. And my mom said, towards the end of, uh, well, it was early October, I guess it was, and uh, she would always hold my mom's hand and then that last day she let go my mom said she felt the presence of God in the room so strong but that my grandmother didn't need to hold my mom's hand anymore because the Lord was there and just uh, I didn't remember that story but it goes back to the legacy the heritage that she had prayed us into heaven. And she was, after I talked to her when I became a Christian, she said, I pray for all you kids, all your grandkids. She would go daily in her prayer and name. Every single name of her kids, you know, their wives, the grandkids, as they got married, their wives, as they had kids, their kids. That was a part of her daily routine to pray for all of us. That we would all come to the safe knowledge of who Jesus was, and that it had to be personal. Now my boys will both tell you, as hard as we tried to make sure that they knew there was a point in their own lives that they had to make that decision for themselves. And so it's important to remember, and I I think the cool thing is kind of how this, we want to remember our loved ones. That was a story that I forgot totally about until my mom told me again. Remember our loved ones, what they meant to us, what they shared with us, and maybe as they passed on, they may have given us a thing, some something that we could remember them by. So when we we get that, you know, maybe it's a pocket watch, maybe it's an old car, maybe it's a, maybe it is land or property or a house or something else, but. I think it's great to remember and think back on good times that you had with that person, maybe. We also just had communion. John said it. What did Jesus Jesus tell us to do? Remember him. Do this in remembrance of me. We won't break bread or drink the cup. He won't break bread or drink the cup with us until we're all there. In that, I can't even imagine a banquet hall big enough for all of us to be there. When you think of all the people in the past and all the people that may come in the future that We're gonna break bread and have the cup again in a celebration that has never been of any, you know, of that magnitude. So, when the Lord was kind of giving giving me all this, it was like, so how does this all tie back to inheritance? And He said, very simple. What better inheritance is there than for eternal life for our families? It isn't something I can give, but I can try to help them all understand that it's something they have to do. Family is more than blood relation, too. It's our fellow Christians. It's all you guys we're all part of the family of God so our desire should be to bring as many of our friends, our family our neighbors, acquaintances that we may have just met to the saving knowledge of Christ and that they too then can inherit the kingdom and eternal life so kind of in wrapping up there's a bunch of scriptures that going through and trying to pick and choose between all the different scriptures that are listed with inheritance. And not so much, there's only two or three with heritage, but most of these are inheritance. So I'm gonna kind of go through these. So Matthew 19:29 says, and everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wife, or children, or fields, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. So those that have maybe gone into Christian service or ministry or because of their now believing in Christ, their families maybe have said, we don't want anything to do with you. You're weird. You're different. You're, you know, there's a promise here. They will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Well, eternal life's the, the main thing, but he says additionally to that. In Daniel twelve thirteen, as for you, go your way till the end. You will then rest, and then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. Again, that's a promise that I think God is saying, hey, you may not see that inheritance in your lifetime, but God promises you he will. Hebrews 6.12 says, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. James 2.5 says, Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? First Peter 1 Peter four, And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, the inheritance is kept in heaven for you. What better place for it to be kept for us? Ephesians 1.18 I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Proverbs 13:22 A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous That one used to bother me because <laughs> I kept thinking that's something I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be putting together a, an inheritance that I can pass on to my kids and their kids. And I'm like, God showed me this is eternity. I don't have to pass on a dime. I just have to know that if there's any way for me to know that they've accepted Christ, that inheritance is there for them and for their kids and their kids, generations I may never see, have that same inheritance as an option. Colossians 1:12 And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. And Colossians 3:24 Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Which also ties back to what John was saying. And we didn't talk about what I'm talking about and what he was sharing. um, The fact that we should be doing this daily. You know, it's not a every other day or whenever you think about it or whatever. It's, you should be serving daily. When you go to work, go to school, when you go to wherever it is you go. Matthew twenty-five thirty-four. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. We're all looking forward to the second coming of Christ, and we may live to see that, but if we don't, He's been preparing this since Christ rose. He's been preparing our home, our, our heavenly home. And it actually goes back, he says here, to the creation of the world. It's something, he was already thinking of that when he was creating, maybe going back to the first seven days. He was thinking of, of us and where we were going to be with him. the last one I have Revelation 21 7 those who are victorious will inherit all this and I will be their God and they will be my children so that kind of puts it all back to I don't have to be the dad or the grandpa and trying to make sure I can be a child and say, God, I'm yours, I'm your child, and receive the blessing that he's made for us. And I just realized in all of that and how that all ties together, I really struggled with what the title of this was going to be. So now would be a good time to tell you because I'm almost done. Worship team, you can go ahead and come on back up title I came up with was An Inheritance That You Should Think About More Often. This is something that I know I have got to raise my hand and say it's not something I necessarily would think about or have thought about every day. Now the last 30 days I've thought a whole lot more about it because he's kind of been preparing me for putting this all down. But ultimately you got to look at yourself and where you're at and have you made or requested i guess that Christ forgive you of your sins have you asked him for forgiveness and have you accepted that forgiveness and if you have this inheritance is there, it's yours, there anything else you have to do. If you haven't, today would be a great day for you to do that. And I'm not going to say, hey, we're going to bow our heads and raise your hand. If you want to come up later and talk to me, great. But I would encourage you to Just take an assessment of where you are. And if you have made that a part of your life, that you at some point accepted Christ, that you have a personal relationship with Him, and that He has forgiven you of your sins. Let's pray. Father, thank you. For your word. Thank you for the promise. That by Jesus going to the cross, dying for our sins, that you raised him from the dead. And by us asking and accepting that forgiveness. You have given us the best inheritance that anybody could ever ask. You've given us eternal life with you in heaven. I pray that everybody here and everybody that may hear this at some point in the future, that you would just reach down and touch their hearts with the love that only you can show that there's no sin too great that you can't forgive it and that we need to let go and accept your forgiveness We just thank you, Lord. And we just pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you. Now I'm going to turn it over to John. Let do you do that, too?
1: I tried to turn my mic off so I don't use batteries. I was talking to it and seeing to it. And there's nothing on. I'll check this out as I was sitting there and by the way like you could read scripture all day like I, I, I love hearing scripture it's, it's so cool to just get into it um, as I was reading uh, as you were talking um, I remember um, a psalm and so I should probably let me find it real quick here it's in Psalm 16 and um, and David um David was kind of you know down the line as far as getting his inheritance and you know and spy was you know all all that to say is this in Psalm 16 that he he's having a a lot of trouble there's a lot of trouble and sorrows and, and he says this in verse five exactly he says Lord I have chosen you alone as my inheritance you are my prize my pleasure and my portion. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. It says, <clears throat> Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I'm overwhelmed by the privileges that come with with following you, for you have given me the best. And so in this right here, I think the, the, the coolest line in it says that, um, Lord, I have uh, chosen you alone as my inheritance. I'm telling you, we. When, um. God kind of puts things together and, and he does this thing like he does, sometimes it's, it's kind of cool to know that he kind of wove and everything in there. And, and, um. You know, he talked about legacy and he talked about a lot of things. And I'm telling you, that stuff is so forgotten these days. It is so. just not there anymore. And, um. I think that is a very our inheritance is in him, and um, you know, and for us Christians to walk around and act like there's nothing to give and, and 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 i don't I don't want to put us down for anything, but we have to we have to leave that legacy. we have to make sure that that we're leaving that something this isn't something that we can halfway. Um, I want to. I want. I want to leave. You know. I'm. I. I mean. I have him back here playing, and and he he likes just playing his guitar, no doubt. And um, but I hope that one day when 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 it's all said and done, I'm definitely not going to leave him any money. That's for sure. <laughs> Could probably leave him some bills and stuff. But I hope that one day he can see the heart that I had for the Father, and and I hope that he can see that you can ask him. I'm the most real dude on the planet. Like I say, some of the dumbest, stupidest things, but he knows my heart. He knows that I look like a big scary guy, but I'm possibly the biggest uh, crier in the room. And and so when. I leave. I want to be able to look at him. Uh, you know, I want to be able to him keep going on and go like I want I want that. I want that smell. I want that I want that stuff. I want that I want what he had. And and I think that that's what we need as Christians to leave behind is that is that legacy, that big thing. That's that's the that's the money maker right there. The money that I would leave him, if I had any, wouldn't be any good for him. I mean, it might be good for him, but it ain't good for his soul. It ain't good for his walk with, with Jesus. And, and and I would, I would dare to say that that if I fell in that in that place, this is what bringing kids up today in in and, and I talk about this very very seriously. Is bringing kids up in today's world is so hard. So hard. I, I was, and, and I'm sorry. And again, I'm going to talk your brain off. We may get out of church at one o'clock, but I have a new kid at work, and he's a high school kid, and and um, he works at the end of the dryer, so he just catches shirts. The boringest job on the planet. Um, but I looked down, and and um, his arm was just completely, completely scarred from razors, like thick, pulling out of his skin. And um, It's because nobody left him anything The kids lost Nobody left him that prize that David's talking about Which is him And that's who We have to Leave behind I talk about the smell Because you walk by somebody that stinks That hasn't taken a shower for a while And you go That Man might need some kind of deodorant or something, you know. But that's what we should do. Every place that we go, every situation we walk in, we leave that smell of Jesus everywhere, right? And, and what that does is when I'm long gone and I'm out of here and you don't have to hear me talk anymore, I'm going to leave that smell regardless of what you think, regardless of what anybody else thinks. I'm going to follow Jesus and I hope that one day he's right behind me, doing the same thing. Yep. So, I'm. I thank you. That was that was good. That was a good morning of scripture. Um, I think there was a lot of good thing that. Um, can I just tell you this? And, and if you're not reading the Word, if you're not digging into that Word. Man, go home and crack your Bible open, or your phone—whatever. Doesn't have to be a Bible. Go crack that open, because there's some stuff like this inside of it that is so deep and so heavy that we just don't even carry anymore. It's like the good old days. Like I, I hear, you know, hear my grandma and grandpa always talk about the good old days, and, and I'm like, oh, grandma, you know, you know, I don't want to hear about it again. But man, it was like when it was simple, and this is what the Bible is—it's simple. Follow me, love people, and we're going to get there. And you know what's at the end of that? Drinking and eating with him at the end of that table.